Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Hello and welcome to the program. My very special guest tonight is Kiana Bailisich. Kiana is a musician, a poet, a writer, an educator. Kiana, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Michael. I'm really happy to be here. I'm glad you're here, too. I'm glad you're here, too. Let's begin this journey together. What is poetry? Uh, I love that question. I think poetry is, I think everyone has a unique experience with poetry. For me, I perceive poetry to be words that are charged with meaning in every way, where the form or lack thereof has been decided and all of the different writing strategies and literary elements, like the, the writer chooses them, even subconsciously, in order to convey their message in the best, clearest way possible. All right, well, why is poetry important? I think poetry is important because it brings people together. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed to be hosting Words and Music with Poet Connection on Instagram on Monday evenings and to see writers from all around the world come together on Instagram Live to, to cheer each other on and, and be a, an, a genuine listening ear for each other's poems, it's really special. And especially during the, the pandemic lockdowns and so many people were experiencing isolation yeah. and also looking for a way to release their, their ideas and emotions about life in general, as well mm-hmm. as the pandemic. Because during the pandemic, life was still happening. And on the show, Words and Music, we had so many people writing their hearts out and I'm blessed that like our show has been a, a safe space for them to to share their their highs and lows and all of their authentic words in a really safe place where they feel celebrated and supported. Sounds like a wonderful experience. Let's ask, let me ask this question: What are some of the predominant themes of your work? Themes of my work say healing. Healing is important to me. I've experienced anxiety and Mm -hmm. um, depression while growing up throughout middle school, high school, and early college. And poetry has been a way for me to be in the present moment. Music also, a way to be present in the present moment. It anchors me. So along my own healing journey, writing and music has been key. So once I realized, and I had a reflective moment, I realized that both of those aspects of my own creative expression were key for me in healing. I was like, well, I really want to tell this story and Mm -hmm. maybe it'll resonate with someone. And the message is gratitude that thank you for sharing your story. Um, Thank you for explaining this because I feel the same way. I don't feel so alone. Hearing comments like that uh, is really special and it motivates me to keep writing and keep sharing. Oh, it's beautiful. How does a poem begin for you with an idea, an image, or a form? 
sometimes poems begin with a form. I went to uh, Kaniki Jakarta's open mic series, um, and Simply Sherry was also um, co-hosting the event, and they were talking about the golden shovel form, and it was the first time I'd ever heard of the golden shovel form, and the idea of incorporating song lyrics or poetry lyrics into your own original work mm-hmm. was really exciting to me. And they did a little discussion about like prominent writers who had done it. And I felt really inspired to get started going down that route. So immediately after the open mic was over, I started going through my song library and I was like, what songs mean a lot to me? Let me try to do this golden shovel. And I felt the adrenaline. I felt the excitement. I felt the nerves. It was great to have the poem start with the form first and then the poem that flowed from it i was really happy i i did um a song sing to the moon yes. by lauren mavula that was the song that i chose and mm-hmm. i credited her on instagram of course She's a beautiful songwriter beautiful singer um and the line that inspired me was sing to the moon and the stars will shine and as I wrote my poem in the golden shovel form, the first line of every, the first word of every line, when you read the first word of every line vertically, it says, sing to the moon and the stars will shine. And I thought it was a really fun process. Oh, wow. Please share a poem. Sure. I'll share the golden shovel that I wrote for the Lauren Ramula song. All right. Fantastic. This is. Tonight the stars will hear your song. Let's sing a song into the silence. To breathe hope into the air. The darkness of night might seem endless, but the moon glows because the sun is still there. And even so, it's far away, the sun will rise tomorrow. The sunlight will greet our eyes and drive the tears of our sorrow. Tonight, the stars will hear your song and they will light the way for you to right the wrong. Shine in the reflection of how you've been shining all along. Thank wow. you for listening. Tell me more about the marriage of music and poetry, especially playing the guitar. Tell me about that, the inspiration for it. Sure. I was, I'm from Brooklyn, and one morning I was driving over the Verrazano, and there was fog all around me. And normally one of my favorite things to do when I'm driving over the bridge is look at the skyline. But mm-hmm. on that particular day, it was around 6 a.m., and it was super foggy. And I was thinking to myself, wow, like, if I hadn't known any better, if this was my first time riding over this bridge, I wouldn't even know that the skyline is so close to the bridge. So I was actually listening to spoken word poetry in the car, like on Spotify while I was driving. And Mm -hmm. I had my, the, the poetry gears returning in my mind. And I had this metaphor forming where I was like, you know, you never know what someone's going through. And it's almost like how the fog can hide this whole skyline. Sometimes we, for, you know, 
various reasons will conceal the struggles that we're going through. And yes. even people close to us might not realize that there's something massive that we're struggling with, just like mm -hmm. how the fog that morning was hiding the massive skyline. So I, a poem started forming and it was my first spoken word poem. And as I was, I went to work, <laughs> I'm an educator and I went to work okay. and before, before the students came in, I was in my classroom, like speaking into my phone and like trying to get my lyrics down, try to get a rhythm going. That way I don't forget anything and I can, I can be present afterward and do my job. And I worked on the poem for about a week and the lyrics came together and I realized that I wrote the poem about my own healing journey and it was very personal and it was autobiographical. And that was the poem that I was referring to earlier when I said that people mm -hmm. were thanking me for being honest and, and telling the story. Um, and I was like thinking to myself, you know, I am at a point where I am much, much farther along on my healing journey than I have ever been. And the, the progress, thank you, the progress has really empowered me to reflect on my experiences. And in mm -hmm. my reflections and writing this poem, I've realized that music was always so important for me. It's the one mm -hmm. thing that when I start to feel like my worries are taking over, um, when I play the piano, I play the guitar, I play the ukulele, I'm oh, grounded wow. yeah, in this present moment. And it's, it's, I connect to being alive and it's what roots me. So I was like, if I'm going to share this story truthfully, then there has to be music. And I wrote chords for, this, for the poem and I spoke my words over the music and I posted it on Instagram not knowing what on earth was going to happen I was like I don't know what people are going to think about this this is this is way different than what other people are doing but I, I was inspired by Kimby Miller the spoken word artist mm -hmm. she had mm -hmm. said that sometimes newer poets make the mistake of trying to sound like someone else yes. when the best service they can be to the poetry community is to be themselves and bring something authentic, something new, something that people haven't heard of. So I thought to myself, Kim is such an amazing performer, and I really love her books of poetry and her haikus. She, she mm -hmm. knows what she's talking about. She's got it going on. So I was like, I'm going to follow that advice. And I posted on Instagram, and it felt good for me. I was really happy, me, myself, mm -hmm. doing something that authentic. I was really happy doing the whole creative process. And so the, I'm just overwhelmed by the positive feedback and how much people have appreciated it. It's just, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's very cool. Well, in terms of the poetry itself, what was an early experience where you learned that poetry had power? We know music has power. What about poetry yeah. itself? I was at an open mic in the summer of, 2020 and it was hosted by Deanna Ramirez who is a really great writer and such a force in the poetry community on Instagram and she is the the publisher and editor of ePoetry magazine and mm -hmm. she had an open mic and that was before I was writing it was before I was performing and sharing I was there to listen and you know support and cheer them on because I thought they were great and she was hosting this event, and Ty Brack, he is a slam poet from the West Coast, 
he has an album out and um, he did a poem about depression and it was so powerful. It was riveting. He had so much energy, the wordplay, you're hanging on every line. And he was saying really vulnerable things about struggling with depression. And yet there was a powerful, like I'm telling this from the other side kind of vibe, this reflection and this confidence and compassion. And it was mm. really great to see that kind of message and all the messages in the comments. Because there are stigmas in society that someone who's going through a struggle with anxiety or any other sort of mental wellness struggle, um, whether it's, it's short term or longer term, sometimes there's a lot of pressure to hide it oh. or people don't take it seriously. So to see Ty, who's also an educator, um, really lighting up the stage it was. It showed me how powerful poetry is. How to bring people together. Oh, very nice. And you're right. Uh, people deal with all kinds of issues, and because of that, there is a stigma around it. People don't want to talk about it. Poetry and music does provide us with an opportunity to to go beyond ourselves and share our stories in a way that is palatable, palatable not only to our own our own selves but to others as well. So I commend mm-hmm. you for your work. Let's Thank take a so look. Well, let's, no, let's listen to another poem before we take a break. Oh. I'd love it. Sure. Sure. This is the poem that I was uh, discussing. It's called The Fog Poem. It formulated in my mind at 6 in the morning on the Barizano Bridge, and it's one of my very favorites to share. put my capo on my guitar. Okay. When I drive into Brooklyn and I cross the bridge over the bay, I see the city skyline while I ride along the highway. On sunny morning, the buildings shimmer in shades of white, gray, and blue. Before the sun rises, the windows shine like the stars at night do. But on foggy days, it's hazy and all I see is a white cloud. A city of eight million hidden, not a single building can be found. I see the way the fog hides the view, reminds me of the hiding that I used to do. I was too scared people would think I was weak, so I always covered my eyes when they leaped. I hid my pain under my own fog. I try to be so quiet when I sob. I worked hard to keep up the act, like it was my job. And there were times I didn't know who to trust. And I felt so frustrated, like I couldn't see beyond my fears. And I believed that no one wanted to hear me if I were to say that I'm not okay. But I never found peace. This guy is what I feel. I found out who my real friends are when I started to keep it real. I let the fake ones fall away, and the real ones hold me up like steel. I wish I'd never spent all that time just trying to conceal. I wish I would have known sooner that there's a better way to heal. Now, I put my pen to the page so I can engage with what I feel inside. Now I unleash the tide that's welled up for so long. I'm picking up the pieces of what went wrong, and I'm finding peace in writing this song. Thank you. 
<laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> the fog. Fog. <laughs> Let's take a brief break, and during this break, please share some of your work. Sure. <clears throat> I've got the biggest smile on my face. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I'm smiling too. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad. You know, poets hail from all over the world. Where do you hail from and how has wherever you hail from influenced your writing? I'm from New York City, Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. And I have met really soulful writers here in Brooklyn. My friend Lauren is also a writer and she published her book, Pain Splatters, very recently and really happy about all the work that she does and how much poetry means to her. And Mm -hmm. we collaborate together and it's been a great experience to collaborate. And so having friends here that you know we're friends on instagram in the poetry community online and we're friends outside of our phone (laughs) in in quote-unquote real life um it's it's great there is a really great poetry community here in new york and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities for open mics that i'm looking forward to attending in the future there's open mic renegades and we have um yvette santana in the bronx She's a force of the poetry community. Uh, Keisha Moby Baez is from the Bronx. There's so many New York writers, and it's great to be from a place where there are open mics in Manhattan and Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. So I actually have yet to perform on a stage. Really? Yeah, outside of Zoom and Instagram, and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, wow. You'll be perfect. Perfect on a stage. Thank you so much. I appreciate that feedback. I'm looking forward to sharing on the stage. You know, they say that to see the world with complete honesty, we should look to comedians, artists, and poets. I'm going to add musicians as well. What Mm -hmm. do you think emerges naturally from your work? What emerges from you? What emerges from me? I've, I've been told that what emerges from my work is hope. 
It's something mm. that I appreciate hearing. Uh, like after after a Zoom show, I'll get a message, and oftentimes people tell me that some of my poems deal with some um, you know, struggles, like like the fog poem deals with some pretty serious struggles. There there is hope at the end of the poem, and yes. and it's honest hope. Something that's important to me is poetry is real to me like it it doesn't end up in a poem if it's not real and i know that poetry is unique for everyone there i know mm -hmm. poets that have a different mindset almost a different persona when it comes to poetry and performing and that's cool i think that's really intriguing for me i am myself off of the poetry and also on the poetry so all of my poems are what I actually think and what actually I have experienced. And so for me, when I talk about things like that, things like struggles with anxiety and depression, and someone tells me that they get hope from my poems, I feel like that's really powerful. And it connects to uh, your statement that we should look to poets and comedians and musicians um, for seeing the world truthfully. Because I mm -hmm. take it seriously that my poems are always truthful. But sometimes it, it, I want to just say something else or something hyperbolic or something else to make it rhyme or this and that. But for me, poetry is a way to be very honest and, and I, I stay grounded through that honesty. So people oh. say that they get hope from my poems and I'm really glad to be contributing that to the poetry community because I myself have found a lot of hope in other people's lyrics, so I feel yes. like the best thing I could do is, is give back and reciprocate that kind of hope. Very nice, very nice. And you said honest hope. I like that, honest hope. Please share another poem. Sure. Okay. This is, this is soundtrack to my own rain dance. This is a golden shovel poem that I incorporated the lyrics from the band Walk the Moon, their song Avalanche, and their lyric is, playing a rain dance with her guitar, sometimes you only get one chance. And this is my piece, soundtrack to my own rain dance. Thank you. 
<laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> We've been talking about the importance of emotions, wrestling with your emotions, finding ways to channel your emotions. Do you think that someone can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? Uh, I think that emotions are definitely a colorful part of of lyrics and a message in poetry. And I think that's something that really forms a connection between the writer and the reader or the speaker and the listener is that emotional charge. But then I also think that maybe if someone, for whatever reason, is is not very emotionally awake or emotionally aware or just mm-hmm. maybe more composed, doesn't really feel the stronger emotions like um, as maybe someone else would. I do think that there could be a lot of value in their writing because poetry, it, it really lights up when there are really clear details. If someone really paints a crystal clear image in a poem, I think that's really special. I've read poems where people are being very specific with their scenery, or if it's uh, about a landscape, their scenery. Zane Tomich is a writer from Canada, and he does Mm -hmm. a really great job writing about the landscape and his hiking, and, and being one with nature. And I think that's really awesome. And then when people do a tribute to someone, maybe it's a little more objective. Maybe they're not putting their opinions in it. Um, right. But if they can really capture someone's essence and what they look like and what impact they've had on other people, from an objective standpoint, I think that can be powerful too, is it's really telling a story. It's either t- taking us to a place or telling a story of someone from an objective point of view. You know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it. Others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on it? Uh, My connection was a little blurry. Uh, Could you repeat that, please? Yes, I can. Uh, Some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it. While others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on it? Oh, I like that question. Because when I perform, sometimes I will improv and I'll think of new ideas for the music while mm-hmm. I'm performing. Like when I performed the Fog poem a few moments ago, there was a like an instrumental introduction. And that was improv during, okay. during a Zoom open mic and it just kind of came out I just kind of went with it I had like the the A minor shape chord and I just threw another note on there on the top just to give it a bright sound and I liked it so I decided to keep that melody and add that into the poem so I think that as a musician I'm always looking for ways to um, improve and Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm live the energy of sharing and being part of that sharing space kind of charges me up to improv and take a creative risk. And sometimes it's, le- it's sometimes it's led me to forget the words and there's silly boopers that happen in live performances. Right. And then sometimes right. I'll improv and I end up really liking what I've done. And it really adds to the song. It gives it some more musical flavor before the lyrics come in. 
you know, my next question to you, and you probably just answered it. Does writing energize or exhaust you? For me, writing energizes me. I usually tell me more. I usually wait till the end of the day to write. Sometimes if I try to write at the beginning of the day, I feel like my senses are not awake enough to really uh, portray what I'm trying to say. I usually go throughout my day being very aware, being very like aware of my, my five senses and the energy that I'm either giving off or sensing from the people around me. And I store all of that in my self-conscious, my subconscious. And by the end of the day, usually around after dinner time is when I'll pick up my guitar and I'll start writing. And by mm-hmm. then I've, I've had all of this, just kind of stored sensory data that I can draw from when I want to use like figurative language or alliteration. I have all this stored data that I can use in portraying my message. All right. Well, please share another poem. Sure. Okay. This is called Permanently Sealed, and it was written at a workshop with Cynical Insomniac. Her book just came out, um, Refused to Drown, and it's a really powerful poetry book. She did a poetry workshop, and her workshops are really special, really unique. She will have us all share a poem, and then as we're sharing, she'll write down a lyric that really resonates with her. And then she'll go over a certain type of technique that she wants us to learn. And then when it comes to our independent writing, she'll shuffle those lyrics that she's had, and she'll assign us a lyric from someone else's poem. So the lyric that I was assigned is permanently sealed. And that was written by um, Mickey Angel, who's the hidden angel 001 on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. the emotion that she challenged me to write on was happy. And I was glad to write a happy poem. So it goes like this. The sky above is glowing in shades of orange, gold, pink. Now here in the fresh air is where I come to think. If I could paint my days according to my own design, I'd use all the energy and the resources I could find. And my actions would be the brushstroke and the colors would float from how I feel. And the paint is only in the here now because the past is permanently sealed. And the future's like a blank canvas that results from what we do now. Let's make this painting beautiful, and let's start in the here and now. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you've, you're a pro. You know that. Thank you. <laughs> what do you view as being the most difficult part of the artistic process? Um, I think coming out of the comfort zone is, okay. is difficult at any stage of the game, and um, something that was new and a little awkward at first with collaborating. I was speaking right. with Nikki Jakarta and she was suggesting to me that because I have the music component and I love to share with my guitar, she was suggesting that I start to collaborate with other writers and other musicians. And I was like kind of taken aback at first. I was like, oh, wow, like, that's a really interesting idea. Because at that point, I'd only written by myself. And she was like, no, 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 you you know what, I think that you 
you're a good listener, you're, you're fun to be around. And I think that if you start to ask other writers if they want to collaborate, I think that could help you really build something new and make new having and keep making these poetic connections in the community. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. And I, I spoke with Kelly Meyerson, who hosted the Heal and Help with me and Vania Versus. And thank you, Dr. Michael, for attending the Heal and Help and um, <laughs> yes. supporting, Brian. Yes. <laughs> supporting Brian. Supporting <laughs> Brian. <Yeah. laughs> and um, Kelly was at an open mic and she performed a poem where she sang. And I thought of Kenicki's words and her advice. And I said, well, I think I'm going to go for it. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. her if she wants to collaborate. What's the worst that could happen? She says, no, she's too busy. Then, okay, like she'll do her thing and I'll do mine. I'll try again with someone else. And um, I asked her if she wanted to collaborate and she loved the idea. So we started off talking about a poem that we could write. And then it snowballed into something really beautiful. We started talking mm. about how we both work in, in school settings and we had a lot of, our hearts are really going out to the youth in the New York City area, because she's also from the East Coast, who are experiencing homelessness, especially during the time of COVID. So yes. we decided to work on a fundraiser, a poetry fundraiser. And that became the Heal and Help. And the first Heal and Help show, we raised money for the Covenant House in New York City to support youth who are experiencing homelessness. We were blessed that two of our performers had actually received assistance in their past from mm-hmm. the Covenant House. And that help had really supported them in a time of need as they were applying for jobs and, you know, they needed a lot of assistance at the time and the Covenant House was there to help them thrive. So our fundraiser was supporting the Covenant House in real time. And we had two performers that, to our surprise, this was an opportunity for them to give back to yes. the group that had helped them so much. And so to answer your question in a really long way, um, difficult, getting out of the comfort zone is always difficult, but it's so worth it and it's so energizing to see everyone come together at the Heal and Help and raise money for a really great cause, which came mm-hmm. from Kaniki Jakarta's advice, suggesting to me that I should start to collaborate. Wow. Getting out of the comfort zone was, was really worth it. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. You know, you mentioned healing help and the covenant in modern day society. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, my connection was fuzzy again. Could you please repeat the question? Yes, yes. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern day society? I think the role of the poet is to observe and to share, to keep a connection between each other mm-hmm. and and provoke compassion. I think back to the back to the times of the griot in, in Senegal and the role in the community of being the person to really carry on the culture and, and carry on, you know, important records. That role was given to someone who would use their voice and their musical skills to preserve those kinds of messages and share important information. And fast forward to 2021, yes. we have poets that are looking like Amanda Gorman and what she's done at the, everything she's done with her writing and the hill we climb 
and really being observant, having the finger on the pulse of society, talking about things that need to be said in, in a way that's so elegant and so graceful and so truthful. Elegant, graceful, and truthful. Mm -hmm. That's you. You're describing yourself. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Well, let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Please share some more of your music. Sure. Again, a beautiful piece. Thank you so much for sharing, Kiana. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all poets have several words that come up over and over and over again, words or sentences that they just can't help but use in your work. What are three of your absolute favorite words to use? Favorite words to use? Hmm. I like this question. Uh, favorite words to use that come up in my work? I think music imagery, words that describe music. I've used words like hypnotic, uh, like a dance anthem. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, words that words that definitely describe music are my favorite words to use. Okay, okay, okay. Well, please share another poem. Sure, I'll share the poem with the music imagery. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) This was written at um, Cynical Insomniac Workshop, another, another installation of the workshop. And I was given a lyric by Rohan, who's an amazing poet from England. On Instagram, he's poet underscore RS. And his lyric is a space that used to be mine. And Again, I was assigned the emotion happiness, so here it is. (laughs) I heard a song today that took me back to the way things used to be, back when my own worst enemy was me. That hypnotic rhythm of that dance anthem was made for a joy that I couldn't even fathom. But I remember moving my feet to that hypnotic beat, posing for photos with all my friends, but oh no, wait, those kids weren't my real friends. They didn't know half my struggles. Those days I was my own stunt double doing backflips between my sadness and who the world wanted me to be. Always happy, always carefree. I look at photos 
from that time and I see a face that used to be mine, gleaming smile, but all the while, I just wanted to be real. I wanted to say how I'd really feel. So fast forward eight years ahead, and now I know the meaning of a friend. And I'm blessed with friends who write sad lyrics and songs because we know it's all right. Sometimes we just feel like everything's wrong. And we know the burden feels light every time we write. We never have to fake how we feel. We keep it real, and that is how we heal. Thank you. Oh, wow. Well, I could just listen to your work all evening. I really could. How has your idea of what poetry is changed since you began writing poems? I think it's changed in as I took more creative risks, it's become more musical. I started writing poetry in high school, and we had a poetry contest in my school, and I wrote a poem, and it was 100% honest. <laughs> okay. And the, the poetry was judged by our classmates in a really anonymous way. So the poems were all submitted, and they got a number. So we did not know who wrote each poem, but we had the teacher read each one out loud, and we would give each one a score. And I remember it was a really great experience hearing everyone's writing. Because so many of us didn't think of ourselves as poets, but when we got the chance to to use words and form to tell a story, it turned out to be a really energizing experience. Uh, and I ended up winning the contest. And it oh, did you? Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you so much. It was I was really surprised and pretty quiet in high school and. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think a lot of people would understand me because I was going through a lot of things with, when it came to depression, anxiety, um, due yeah. to like more traumatic experiences when I was young. But again, I've mm-hmm. come really far on my healing journey. And but mm-hmm. back then, I was pretty quiet because I didn't think people would get me. But when so many people resonated with the poem, it really surprised me. And that was the first time I thought of myself as a poet. And I was just using words. Uh, but fast forward to nowadays which is probably about 15 years later now i'm using music with my poems Mm -hmm. and it's been it's been really fun because now i've been collaborating with other musicians i collaborated with nikki clark from the clark's mission nikki speaks volumes and she she has experience playing percussive instruments so we collaborated on a poem and she, I played the guitar, and she has a really great rhythm when it comes to mm-hmm. writing on a page and also speaking the lyrics. So to collaborate with other people who are musicians, it's a really fun experience because it's kind of like we speak the same language and we really connect on a lot of levels. Now, do you live your life like it's a musical poem? I do. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> as long as I can remember I was always singing. My sister is also an educator. She's also a writer. And um, she's four years younger than me. But anyone who asks her, she'll tell you, like, oh, yeah, Kiana was always singing and dancing and entertaining growing up. It's just the way <laughs> I saw the world. Like, I, I, I could just, I was walking, there's, like, whole movies of me just, like, 
strolling around, singing and dancing to myself. And like, I was watching <laughs> all the Disney movies, like The Lion King and Hercules, and just be there to absorb the music. And then I would just sing all the songs and until I got all the words memorized and just keep singing. So for me, I wonder, I did 23 and Me recently, and it was really interesting to hear about my background because I have backgrounds in Italy, in uh, Croatia, in um, Mesopotamia, and Senegal. And it was really interesting <laughs> to hear all of this, this cultural roots. So I was like, I really wonder, like, who were the poets? Who were the musicians mm-hmm. in, my, in my ancestry? Because for me, it's just, it is the way of life. I, I always walk around with music in my head and I'm always humming something. And when I experience something, I do, I feel it forming together like a poem. Like when I was driving over the Verrazano Bridge and I, I felt the metaphor forming about the fog. Yeah, I, I perceive things in a way that's pretty musical. So when I share them and it's it received in a safe place, um, it, it's a really great experience. Well, tell me about your work on Instagram with your program, Words and Music. Tell me about your program. Yes, I'd love to. Poet Connection has been founded by Shaw, Shaw underscore speaks. And she is a really kind, intelligent, amazing writer. And she has a group called At Poet Connection. If anyone is listening and you would like us to feature your poems on a live Instagram live show. We have multiple lives throughout the week celebrating poems from hashtag Poet Connection. And we also do features, um, the, the Poet Connection coffee chat, where we'll have an inspiring quote or a song lyric. And we want to hear from everyone in the comments and their, their perspective on the, the quote. And we do other things like um, Spotlight PC, where we'll add music. And I've, I've written music for it and um, we'll add music to someone's poem and read it aloud. We had poetry contests. And that's actually oh, wow. how I, I bumped into Poet Connection. They had a call mm-hmm. for musicians on their page and they were asking for musicians to write some instrumental music pieces that Poet Connection could showcase for a contest. So I spoke with Shaw and at the time Lisa, Lisa G was also part of Poet Connection. And we really connected and on a lot of things about poetry and music. So I ended up writing the music for this contest and to see all the, all the poems that came back based on just some instrumental music I wrote on my guitar and piano. We had, we had romantic poetry. We had like transcendent inspirational poetry. Um, we had really creative humorous poetry all based on the same song. It was really great that so many people had a different perspective. They all brought something unique to the table. And I really enjoyed working with the PC family. We are like a family. On that mm-hmm. contest, Shaw asked me to do a live segment to every two weeks, every, every other week. We do words and music on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. And we alternate. So on a Monday, I will do words and music. And on the next Monday, Shaw and Natasha B. will do Words Motivate, which is a poetry show based on motivational poetry. And they'll interview writers and they'll interview um, individuals who work in the healing arts. They focus on meditation 
and it's really great positive energy. And on my show, not really my show, I really consider it our show because it's like a, it's like a community. I'll, yes. I'll host stories and music, and I have a guest every Monday. And we've had Martin Graff. I know who's a friend of your show. Yes, on. yes, he was on a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah, and he was talking about the Faith Zone. He brought music, yes. poems. And so we could talk about that episode as, as, a, as an example of what we do. We had Martin on, and I was asking him questions about his poetry journey, his, his writing style, his experiences, and he was sharing lots of stories about writing. He was answering a lot of questions from the chat, and we interact with everyone in the chat. That's why I feel like it's our show. We're all having a big conversation and we share poems. And I will write music for the poems that I share. I pick mm-hmm. my poems from hashtag Poet Connection. And I'll write music on my guitar, piano, ukulele, mandolin. And I'll share their poem. I'll speak the lyrics. And I'll be playing the music for it. And oh, it's wow. a fun time. It's it fun sounds time. like it is. It sounds like it is. Here's a question for you. And I'm, I think yeah. I know the answer. Okay. Do you think you were meant to be a poet? Do I think I was meant to be a poet? I think yes. so. Tell me I more. Always, I was always singing. <laughs> <laughs> I was always singing. And that's part of it. Just waiting. Just waiting. And I don't know. Some people, I mean, there's a lot of different, a lot of different perspectives on spirituality yes. and the soul. And I remember the first time I ever played a musical instrument was one of those play school toy xylophones with the very colorful panels. And I was about three and it was my first time with a musical instrument. And as soon as I picked up the mallet and I started playing, I heard a voice say, finally. And I looked around like, who said that? But, Mm -hmm. but my family was on the other side of the room talking. It was my grandparents and my parents. And, and no one says the word finally. And I was like, uh, that was weird. Okay, I'm three years old. I'm just going to keep playing the xylophone. But that, that mm-hmm. memory stuck with me and for as long as I can remember. And I was listening to um, a podcast by Gabby Reese, and she has on a lot of guests that talk about fitness and health and healing. She was talking to someone who, uh, considered, who was like a big in the healing department and um it was the shaman who was saying that when you're a child and you connect with something in a really joyful way that's mm-hmm. your soul in its purest expression and for me that was music and I was like wow that, that really says a lot because when I heard that voice saying finally it was almost like something coming from my own soul. Like, yes, I'm connecting with something that is the truest expression of myself. Yes. yes, beautifully stated. Beautifully, beautifully stated. Please share one more poem, please. I'd love to. Okay. This poem was inspired by Kerry, who's the masked poet on Instagram. And Kerry posted a, a poem. It was an illustrated prompt, and it was a little comic strip that has a caterpillar drinking coffee and sitting at the kitchen table with a butterfly. So the caterpillar Mm -hmm. and the butterfly are drinking coffee together. 
And the caterpillar says to the butterfly, you've changed. And the butterfly says in response, we are supposed to change. Mm. He challenged us to write a poem based on this prompt. Uh, And this is my poem. It said, personal evolution was her own solution to the drama that weighed her down. But she adjusted her priorities and learned to appreciate the simplicities. One thing led to another and wings grew from the scars she used to cover. Taking flight didn't seem right to those on the ground, but she wouldn't trade a thing for the new freedom she has found. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, wow. What do you want your poetry to do? Where do you want it to go? I really like that question. Um, When I'm in the words and music community on Mondays, I think that when my poetry brings people together and Mm -hmm. and that's not my poetry. I never do my poetry on that show. We're celebrating the poetry from the community. Um, yes. my, my participation in poetry, I want it to do um, something that brings people together and brings some joy and peace to someone's day. I, I, meditation is one of my favorite ways to ground myself and practice gratitude. And one of my favorite mantras to meditate on is the things I do to bring myself peace, bring peace to me, souls nearby, and souls around the world. And Mm. I I read that mantra in a book on meditation. And I was like, wow, imagine that. Like, imagine if, like, imagine, like, that's beautiful. But imagine if that were really true. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it at first. I was Mm -hmm. like, imagine if that were true. If we could, you know, do something that brings us joy. And that's, ooh, it has this really cool ripple effect across the world. Like, that's nice. I'll meditate on it. Because, you know, the book says that's good to meditate on. Um, I'm going to go with it. And on words and music, it, 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 it manifests that, that mantra where we have, we have poets who submit their poetry from Europe. We've had poems from poets from Africa, the Middle East, India, the United States, Canada, uh, Brazil. And they're, whether they're in the chat with us live or if they watch the show back, it makes my heart really happy to get a message where they say, wow, Kiana, like, thank you so much for writing music for my poem, it really brought a lot of joy to my day. Like this Monday, we had Vivian. I was sharing uh, one of Vivian's poems. She's mm-hmm. um, at, at Flower Lady Creations. And she was at work. And she was, uh, she's an associate at Walmart. And she messaged me. And she said, Tiana, thank you so much for sharing my poem tonight. I don't think I can make it because I have my shift at Walmart. I said, no worries, Vivian. We'll post the show on the page at Poe Connection so you can watch it at the time that's best for you. And to my surprise, Vivian was in the chat, um, and I was happy to see her, and she volunteered to come up on the screen. So I accepted her request, and she joined the screen with me and our guest, Oksana, and she was at Walmart, and she was at her register, and she was like, hi, guys, I'm listening to the show, and thank you so much. This is a real joy in my day. It's very chaotic here at Walmart today, but listening to you talk about poetry is so peaceful. Thank you. <laughs> that, that made me really happy to hear that. <laughs> We're on the verge of closing out, but I'd like you to bring us home from our journey with one more musical piece. Can you do sure. that for me? All okay. Right. 
Okay, so this is a collaboration that I did with Lauren, my friend from Brooklyn. She wrote a tribute to Bob Marley, and she weaved she weaved his song titles into the poem, and she asked me to write music and speak it and sing it, and I was so glad to do it. And so this is the poem. I'm rising today, but unlike other days, I choose to smile with the rising sun. These little birds keep coming to my doorstep, telling me I worry too much about tomorrow. They seem to know that every little thing is going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. So I just listen to the sweet melodies and choose to take it easy. I set my paintbrushes up. The theme is one love. But I still cry every now and then. And I ask myself, why stir the pot so? So silly calls me little devil, said a little darling. And then the real question flashes hot. Could you feel love? Seems to me this cold is taking a hit. I need to redeem myself. So I'll just turn the lights down low. Play my redemption song and jam until I'm jamming. Dr. Michael, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. This has been great to speak with you tonight. Well, thank you. You made my week. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but the best. One last question, though. One last sure. question. Sure. What is next? What's next for you creatively? Next for me creatively, uh, Kelly Meyerson, uh, Vania Versus, and I are planning the next Heal and Health, and we're okay. really looking forward to bringing people together to support another really powerful cause and I have a poem that will be featured in an upcoming anthology called Poets Against Poverty and it is edited by Michelle D'Souza. She is the founder of Poets Against Poverty. They are supporting people experiencing homelessness in England and the proceeds from the publication are going to help their mission to help people who are in need of some extra help in England. So I'm really glad to be a part of that that outreach with poetry. Wow, very nice. I want to thank you again. Your future is bright. Your future is bright. And I, I wrote down that. this saying, sing to the moon and the stars will shine. Keep singing to the moon. Keep singing to the moon. Keep singing to the moon. Love it. <laughs> All right. We well, take care. And to our listening audience, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I'll talk to you, I'll see you, or you'll hear me next week with another guest. But as I share every week, let poetry ring, and good night, everybody. You have just listened to the Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.